You voted, and we listened. On this episode of the Fearless University, Coach Lane explores three common myths about fear and puts them to the test. This Fearless Five is dedicated to busting some of the most damaging misconceptions of fear. So pencils up. It's time to separate fact from fiction. This is Fear Busters. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fear Less You, the podcast where we discuss, dissect, and examine some of life's greatest fears. I want to thank you very much for spending some time with me today. And wherever you're listening right now, uh, take a moment to like this episode if you find it helpful or entertaining. And like or subscribe to this channel, station, page, wherever you're at. You know what to do. And make sure that your notifications are turned on as well so you know exactly when a new episode drops. If you're listening on iTunes right now, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. By doing so, you're helping our placement and ranking in search results. Help me touch the lives of millions of people around the world, helping them to understand more and in return, fear less. So this week, I reached out to my Instagram followers and asked what they wanted to hear on this week's podcast. And this was it, fear myths. So I've hand-selected three of the most common and most damaging myths that I commonly come across about fear that need to be immediately busted. So without further ado, let's get to busting. Number one, fear can be conquered. This is probably one of my favorite fear myths to bust because it is the one that is most widely believed to be true. A simple search on Pinterest or any motivation profile on Instagram confirms it. And it's so sad because it's so untrue. The most important thing you need to understand about fear is that it is natural, instinctive, programmed into the very fiber of our being. It's biological, hardwired into our DNA to help us recognize when something is wrong, dangerous, or can cause us harm. But fear is also psychological, and whereas biological fear serves the purpose of helping us to learn when to stop and to go, when it's safe and not safe to proceed with a decision or action, psychological fear serves one very selfish purpose. If the biological brain is a calculator, calculating odds of survival and success, then the psychological brain is simply put, a self-preservationist. It sees its number one job as keeping itself alive and finds solace in comfort, complacency, and routine. The brain likes to find a safe place, and when we try new things that are unfamiliar to the brain, it tries to deter your interest in these things or from proceeding with certain actions or decisions by convincing you that they are dangerous. The brain uses fear to basically keep you in line, and this is the fear we talk about most on this show, the kind you need to learn to recognize as an indication that you're about to try something outside of the brain's comfort zone, something that will most likely result in your own personal growth and success. Biological fear cannot be overcome. It's as integral to your existence as any of your organs or your other fears. Fear is here to stay, and from a biological standpoint, it's very necessary to your survival as a human being. Similarly, Psychological fear cannot be conquered. Like a wild beast, when you try to attack or tame your psychological fear, 
It fights back harder than ever to survive. Even when you feel you've bested the beast, it comes back stronger and more ferocious and rears its unpleasant head at the most unexpected time. Like we said before, psychological fear is merely your brain's attempt at survival. So learn to recognize the warning signs, the hazard light that comes on your dashboard when you feel psychological fear. Don't overcome it. Don't try to conquer it. Learn to understand it. Number two, fear is a sign of weakness. This one has always bothered me for the simple fact that it comes from a very antiquated, a very ignorant place, void of understanding. And it really bothers me because this is the dominant school of thought in most males. The myth that fear is a sign of weakness comes from the animal kingdom, using the analogy of how apex predators intentionally target the most fearful prey. It's therefore commonly thought that fear makes you appear weak. This is also a common misconception with leadership and vulnerability. It's commonly thought that for a leader to show vulnerability is for them to show weakness. The irony is vulnerability makes you a much stronger leader because it draws people closer to you. It makes you more relatable. And the same is true with understanding your fear. Understanding your fear makes you stronger in that it helps you to understand yourself better. Feeling fear is neither abnormal nor a sign of weakness. The capacity to be afraid is part of normal human brain function. In fact, a lack of fear may be a sign of some serious brain damage, so that's when you should be afraid. The truth is, the more real the threat, the more actionable the response. We react differently to real and imagined threats. Psychological fear causes paralysis and is a product of your thoughts of what may or may not take place as a result of your actions. It causes you to focus on the worry but take little action. Real danger, however, causes panic. It triggers the fight in your acute stress response. Real danger, when both clear and present, causes us to react and jump into action. So going back to our animal kingdom analogy, Suggesting that predators seek out those that show fear is erroneous because if that were the case, they'd be seeking out those that are most likely to fight back the fiercest. Think about it. Number three, you must be fearless to succeed. One of the most common fears out there is the fear of failure. While this fear can hold most people from their greatness, when harnessed correctly, it can also motivate them toward it. And that's why some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs will tell you that failure is the most important, most valuable contribution to their success. Known almost as equally for his successes, Thomas Edison is also known for openly accepting his failures. In the years he spent inventing a commercially viable light bulb, Edison failed to achieve what he had set out to do thousands of times over. I have not failed 10,000 times, he said. I have not failed once. I have succeeded in proving that those 10,000 ways will not work. When I have eliminated the ways that will not work, I will find a way that does work. Fearing success or fearing failure can stifle your progress, your growth, and your development. It can keep you from taking a leap of faith and taking that first step in the direction of your destiny. However, if you seek to understand the why of your fear, and identify your fear as specifically as possible, you can use it as an instrument for measuring your success, helping you to stick to the plan, stay focused, and cut off anything that distracts you from your ultimate goal. 
The word fearless was born in the 15th century, a time of fable and sword, a time when knights and warriors were painted as larger-than-life figures when their exploits were recounted in story. It became synonymous with brave and courageous, when in reality, those who were truly brave and courageous learned to deal with their fears by understanding them better. In truth, it's impossible to be fearless, and to believe you can ever be so is a fool's errand. Fear is not only healthy for you to experience, but necessary if you ever want to step into your greatness. Remember, if we seek to understand more, we can learn to fear less. I'm Coach Lane. I'll catch you on the flip. It's been a